So, at Full Gear this past Saturday, I said previously um, in a video, and I think it was an audio video or an on-screen video, but no, it was mostly an audio, I think. Um, I basically stated that it had to be a reset statement for AEW to make, to basically show that they're back on track, or at least trying to get back to what brought them to the dance, what brought fans to the doorstep and said, hey, we want to support you, we want to get behind you, you know, we want you to be the next big, you know, wrestling company out there that, you know, basically could be a second home, an alternative home to those that still want to continue doing what they love, but have a little bit more freedom here and there uh, than they had elsewhere. And from what everybody has said about AEW Full Gear, unfortunately I did not get to see it. Uh, basically because I still have to pay cable and, you know, I don't want to run the bill up any higher than what it is, especially in the holiday season. So I will eventually get around to seeing it. it just takes time. Uh, but from what everybody has said and from what I followed on Twitter and on Facebook, it seems that AEW did accomplish mostly what I said they needed to set out to do. And that's make a statement a reset statement that you know they are back on track that they are back to hopefully becoming the company they once were when they began and that's good to see especially when you look at the fact that we had numerous title changes you know at full gear we had Samoa Joe become a double champion winning the TNT title we had Jamie Hayter becoming the AEW interim women's champion world champion that is and we had MJF, probably the biggest one of all, become the world champion with the assist of William Regal. So AEW basically reset, you know, reset themselves in a big way by now showcasing that most of the champions, with the exception of, I think, Samoa Joe, um, as far as the AEW titles, not the Ring of Honor titles, but most of the AEW titles, most of the champions are homegrown talent. Like I said, with the exception of Samoa Joe being the TNT champion, you know, MJF, Orange Cassidy, uh, Jamie Hayter, the acclaimed, they are all homegrown talent and they are all champions. You know, not a single ex-WWE guy has any of those championships. Like I said, the only exception is Samoa Joe with the TNT title, but I don't think he's going to hold that for much longer. I think that's just... You know, a setup for him to have a rematch with Waldro, possibly at final battle, for both belts. That that's what I'm thinking. We're gonna we're gonna end up getting is a either a one on one match between those two at Ring of Honor final battle next month, or a triple threat three way dance rematch between the two of them and Powerhouse Hobbs. Maybe with the stipulation very similar to what we saw at Mania 2000, where the first pin falls for the TNT title, the second pin falls for the Ring of Honor television title, but we'll see. We'll see, but yeah, but apparently most of the champions, with the exception of Joe, you know, you know, as far as the straightforward AEW titles are concerned, are homegrown originals. Like I said, MJF at the top, Jamie Hayter, Jade Cargill. Did I mention Jade previously? No, no I didn't, so I forgot. I forgot about her. I do apologize. But yeah, MJF, Jamie Hayter, Jade Cargill, the acclaimed, you know, Orange Cassidy, that's five out of the um, six champion, five out of the seven championships that they have that are held by homegrown uh, talent. 
Now you might ask, well, what about the trios title? They're kind of held by homegrown talent. Not necessarily. Ray Phoenix and Pentagon El Pentagon, uh, the Lucha Brothers, Ray Phoenix, and Penta El Scuro, uh, Penta Pentagon El Scuro, and Pac have made the names elsewhere. W in places like AAA, WWE, you name it. So they're kind of like with Joe. Joe and Death Triangle are the exception since they hold two of AEW's belt championships in their possession, but the other five are in the possession of homegrown talent, and that's a good sign in my opinion because at least it's showing that now, you being Tony Khan, you're trying to take this company in the right direction and not rely so much on talent that came elsewhere, that made a name for themselves elsewhere, and now you're basically saying, hey, the ball's in the homegrown court, let's see what they can do. And that's good to see. That is good to see. Now, the only question is, how long does it last? And I think that all that question all starts at the top with MJF. How long do they plan to keep the championship on Maxwell? Well, if I'm Tony Khan, I want to try to keep it on him at least at the very latest to double or nothing. That that's my that's my scenario. You know, and oh, that's how, well, yeah, that's my scenario on how I look at it. You want to keep the championship on MJF, you know, at least until uh, double or nothing, and then take it off him, and then go in another direction if you feel like you found somebody more reliable and not so eager to want to bolt for the competition when the when the contract is up. But. That's just one scenario. I think if they really want to play out MJF holding the AEW championship hostage, basically he's the champ, you know, and he's basically a champion that is going to say what he wants, do what he wants, you know, criticize AEW, you know, throw favoritism to WWE while he's holding the top tier title. I think if you really want to, you really want to build something out of this, especially if you want to inject, you know, legit realism into it to where it you know, kind of coexist with this contract situation with Maxwell and AEW and Tony Khan, I think you milk this, you carry this out into at least all out of full gear next year. I say you let it run its its gambit. I mean, you tease the fact that he might lose at Winter is Coming to whoever it might be, whether it's Ethan Page or, you know, Ricky Starks, we'll see. You... Uh, tease the fact that he might lose it to, you know, someone legitimate at, at Revolution and at Double or Nothing. You know, you do the same for your Fight for the Fallen and your Fighter Fest shows and your, you know, Beach Blast shows, if you will. Or Bash at the Beach shows, I should say. You know, you do all that. You tease the heck out of potential legitimate challenges he could lose only for him to escape with the title and keep it much longer. And you do this, you build this up to at least around all out in full gear of 2023 because then you tie in the legitimacy behind the scenes of the contract situation between the between MJF and Tony Khan. And to me if you really want to cement the fact that hey this guy might be gone, you know, who is currently world champion, you know, he might be gone and you know, you don't want him to take your championship with him, you know, when when his contract is up then storyline-wise, you do what you can in the next year or so to get it off him. And 
even though the biggest tease and attempt, you know, should be around double or nothing, you know, with that possibility of him dropping the belt, I think, honestly, they need to carry this out until at least around All Out in full care of next year and really, really around that time playing to the fact that, hey, this guy could potentially walk into WWE the following week after his contract officially expires with AEW as the AEW World Champion and dump the title in the trash. You know, you could play up that possibility if you run the gambit, you know, as long as you can with Maxwell on top. But you see, it's not just Maxwell that they really are depending on now. You got Jamie Hayter and a possible feud she's going to have with Britt Baker if she does. Jade Cargill, if they're going to set her up to potentially feud with, you know, uh, Jamie or Dr. Britt or whoever in the future. You got the acclaimed, you know, and you got Orange Cassidy. Like I said, five out of the seven legit AEW championships on homegrown talent. And it's going to be up to them to really carry the company into 2023 as well as kind of be the ones that carry Dynamite and carry Rampage on their backs going into next year to show that, hey, even the unknown talent that are out there, the homegrown talent that are mostly known for the days on the independents, you know, and all that or just starting out, can be pillars of this, can be exactly what people say they are. They could be the pillars of the company and, if not, the future of the company. So, so I look at the fact that, you know, I look at the fact that AEW set out to do what it did at full gear. Now it's up to the talent, the homegrown talent that holds five of the championships to carry that momentum into next year and prove that they can get just as over, if not more so, than the established talent that com that is uh, brought in by Tony Khan to be part of the company, if not made the champions almost off the bat. And again, as far as Maxwell goes, going as champion, you know, he's going to be the one that sets the bar. He's going to be the one that leads that, that train, you know, that directive that needs to be led so that you know, they could prove homegrown talent can, you know, be just as successful, just as over, you know, and just possibly established as those that have, you know, been in the business a lot longer that have made a name for themselves elsewhere outside of the company. And as far as, you know, how long you keep the championship on Maxwell, like I said, you know, to me, you want to, if you really want to tease that you're going to get it off of him, before his contract's up, I, the biggest tease should be around double or nothing, but really, you know, really just pour into it as you get towards all out and full gear of next year, that you kind of coincide and blend, you know, reality with kayfabe to make people think, will this guy, when his contract expires at the beginning of 2024, you know, if he's still champion, will he walk into Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown? with the AEW title and basically tarnish it by throwing it in the garbage or something. You know, so you really want to play that up. You, to me, you want to take this reign you have um, with Maxwell and you want to play that up into uh, next year, especially as you go into uh, 2024. You want to play it up through all of next year and you want to really give off the vibe, vibe at mostly starting with double or nothing 
that some that Tony Khan will basically stop at nothing himself to get the belt off Maxwell before the inevitable potentially could happen. But again, it's going to be up to Maxwell's leading the charge for himself and the other AEW originals to you know make that happen. Because if the ratings don't show, if the viewership doesn't show, you know, as a result of five of the AEW championships being on homegrown talent, if the viewership and the ratings don't reflect this decision, then I honestly, I do not see a long reign for Maxwell. I do not see a long reign for Jamie. I do not see a long reign for the acclaimed. I do not see a long reign you know, a, a reign lasting much longer, I should say, for Jade. I see a lot of those titles going the way of established names that have, you know, made, that have made names for themselves elsewhere, whether it's WWE, New Japan, or AAA, or wherever. That's what I see happening. But we'll have to just sit back and let it play out and see what occurs. But, yeah, AEW did what I said they needed to do, but now it's up to the talent you know, the talent that has the championships, the homegrown talent that has five of the championships, to basically prove that statement right, prove that statement true, and get themselves over, get themselves established. And it starts at the top, like I said, with Maxwell. And the way you start out with Maxwell is you put him into a scenario from a storyline perspective that blends story, that blends reality with kayfabe. And you make people believe over the next year you know, whether or not this guy will end 2023 as he began it as the AEW champion and potentially begin 2024 by taking said title over the WWE and tarnishing it. You know, it starts with him and where you take him in that direction because I believe that's the direction they need to go with it. But let me know what you guys' thoughts are on AEW doing exactly what they need to set out to do at Full Gear this Saturday. Uh, what are your thoughts on five of the AEW, legit AEW championships being on AEW homegrown talent? And do you think that, do you think that decision to make those homegrown talent champions is enough to basically, you know, get AEW, you know, back on track and in, in the right direction that they need to get? And do you believe and agree that it starts with MJF at the top? In the direction that they, that I believe and feel they need to take them in storyline-wise, where you blend that, you know, that uh, that confusion of no, well, not the confusion, but you blend, you know, that status of kayfabe and reality into one. What are your thoughts? Let me know down below in the comment section as well as in the live chat during the premiere. Like the video. Check me out at my Teespring store for merchandise you can't get anywhere else, and especially in time for the holiday season. Check me out at BW Roses Discussions, where you get audio versions of all your favorite YouTube videos on the podcast, including this on the on my podcast series, at all your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora, where you'll also get a podcast version of this. Also, check me out at Vimo at BW Roses for content you can't get here on YouTube. Also, check me out at DeviantArt.com, so that's BVW1979. And at Venmo at Brian Warmer 2 and at Cash App at BW Roses98, where I'll automatically get your support financially there. Also, check me out at Patreon.com slash BW Roses for the $1, $3 tier. But, guys, let me know in the comments and in the live chat what are your thoughts on, you know, AEW going in this direction? Do you think it's going to help viewership and viewership number and rating numbers and attendance? What are your thoughts overall? 
And do you agree that yes, it does indeed start with the champion MJF and the direction that I feel and I believe they may take him going into 2023, um, especially throughout that 2023 as they approach the end of his contract status. Do you think this is the direction they need to take him in, especially if it's going to help elevate the other homegrown talent to really step up and show that, hey, Tony, you made the right decision by putting five of your championships on your five of your legit AEW championships on legit AEW originals. What are your thoughts? Give me your thoughts below and in the live chat, and I'll talk to you later.